You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. Win, 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 win. Yeah. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, September 19th. I'm Donald Ware. Today we're going to announce the Box to Row National Game of the Week. And it, it was really, quite frankly, tough to decide um, between the games. I think there was one game um, when we talked about it that was sort of clear uh, and pretty clear cut than any of the other games. Um, I'm, I'm going to, before I even announce that game, I'm going to talk about some of the games that were in the running. Uh, you look at Tuskegee hosting Winston-Salem State, even though a non-conference game, um, it was a game. It's a it's become a pretty good rivalry uh, when you're talking about two of the better teams in respective conferences, uh, meaning the SIAC and CIAA that game was in the running ultimately though we did not go with that football game Delaware State hosting Howard this is really a big game for both because it's a situation where it's a MEAC game and especially for Howard who has no wins on the season Delaware State uh, has the one win against Lincoln of Pennsylvania last weekend plus they were coming off a bye week also they had a bye week in between that so that you know, that that's going to be a really good football game, but that's not the game we're going with either. You could look at Virginia Union hosting Johnson C. Smith, uh, really because Johnson C. Smith with the surprise victory over Benedict Virginia Union, who beat Hampton a couple of weeks ago, coming off the loss to Lenore Ryan. That wasn't the game either. Tennessee State hosting Arkansas Pine Bluff. You're talking about an Arkansas Pine Bluff football team right now. That's 2-1 and one on the season, uh, ranked in the box-to-row coaches and media polls for the first time since 2013. And you're talking about a Tennessee State team that's coming off a 49-44 loss at the hands of Jackson State. Is Arkansas Pine Bluff for real? This game is going to be at Tennessee State. Um, is Arkansas Pine Bluff for real? I mean, that that's I think they are, but this will go a long way in terms of showing how for real they are, and it is not a conference game either. So either way, I mean, even if they don't win the football game, you know, you look at how they play that type of thing. But I think this is definitely a winnable game for Arkansas Pine Bluff. Could have gone with Alabama State hosting Grambling State. That's a big game. It's a SWAT game and an interdivisional game. But with that being said, Alabama State, you know, coming off a loss, um, so uh, Grambling State is coming off a bye week. It is the first uh, conference game for both. So that's going to be certainly a big football game as well. But the game that we decided to go with as the Box to Row National Game of the Week, Alcorn State is hosting Prairie View A&M. This is a, another uh, SWAC intradivisional game. Um, it is a the first SWAT game uh, of the season, at least uh, for Alcorn State. Uh, uh, when you look at Prairie View and A&M, they had already played Texas Southern. I think 
with respect to both of these teams who are one and two right now, but have both played reasonably well. Alcorn State, the clear-cut favorite to win the SWAC's Eastern Division. Certainly Prairie View A&M is, is right there when you're talking about being able to win the Western Division. So I think when you look at statistics, you have to throw those out of the window. Um, although I will say, uh, when I look at Alcorn State, so Alcorn State's played a Division II team and they've played an FBS team, um, and then they've played an FCS team, being McNeese State, who they lost to last week, 17-14, to 14, trying to come back in that football game, but ultimately fell. But it's a good balance because, you know, you, you've played an FBS and a, and a Division II. So when you look at the stats, they really didn't get necessarily blown out. They, they played okay um, against Southern Miss. They blew Mississippi College out. So it's a good balance there. So when I look at some of the numbers for Alcorn State, I mean, they're playing defense reasonably well, especially when it comes to stopping the run. I mean, Alcorn State is really – and we knew that defense was going to be a staple of this team this year. Um, they were missing their two defensive ends. But other than that, I mean, we knew that they were going to be really good on defense, a superstar linebacker, uh, you know, Quinterio Cole – in the secondary and others are really, really good. So we knew that they would be pretty solid. They're only giving up 115 yards uh, per game in terms of rushing the football, which is solid, especially considering that they played Southern Miss. It's very, very solid. Yeah, they're giving up 203 yards in the uh, a game in the passing game. Uh, but, you know, again, I think that number is going to settle down um, quite uh, quite a lot, as a matter of fact, uh, as they really begin and get ramped up for SWAC play. I mean, if you look at the numbers like Deshaun Waller right now from a numbers perspective, I mean, he's not necessarily, you know, wowing you per se, but, that, but the reason is is because, you know, again, to me, Alcorn State is like running back you. They find, you know, these guys that can uh, that can really run the football, uh, you know, Waller was a guy that came out and no, he's a third string guy, you know, last year and ultimately became that guy. Nico Duffy has run the ball well. So between Duffy and Waller, they're both averaging. Uh, they both have 204 yards rushing uh, right now. Duffy is averaging six yards a carry. Waller is averaging four point six yards per carry. Waller is more of the workhorse. Each has scored two touchdowns on the season. Uh, if if I look at the numbers, and again, just looking at the numbers of uh, of quarterback Noah Johnson, he's completed 36 of 63 passes for 312 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But again, you know, in the Mississippi College game, he, he split some time. Um, and, you know, I think, and he's not rushing the football as much. But again, those are just numbers. I expect now that SWAC play has come, you know, Fred McNair not going to try to show you too much. I mean, what's the point? You know, you want to go out and beat Southern Miss. There's no question about that. They wanted to go out and beat Southern Miss. You know, Jay Hobson was the head football coach at Alcorn State at one time. He's now the head coach at Southern Miss. They wanted to go out and win that football game against Mississippi College. I mean, they're just a bigger, better team, uh, you know, higher in, 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 in terms of classification as well than Mississippi College. What's the point? I mean, I think the true barometer of where Alcorn State is right now is the game against McNeese State. Let's remember, 
McNeese State, and, and, and look, at it's reflective in the polls in terms of what the coaches and what the national media think of Alcorn State. They think Alcorn State is, is still a pretty good football team, even at one and two, uh, even at, uh, with a one and two record. I think the barometer is the McNeese State game, which they played McNeese State rather well. I mean, it's an FCS game, so even though McNeese State is generally uh, a team that's going to be to be reckoned with in the FCS, it's a, a deal where still two FCSs. So you can't say, well, they're a more powerful FCS and Alcorn State. Alcorn State played decent. They had to come back in that football game, couldn't ultimately win it. Um, but again, uh, th- they played reasonably well in that football game and um you know uh, uh, again i think you can't really look at a lot of the numbers but um i like what i'm seeing i like what i'm seeing so far um from all corn state during the course of this season um it, it, when i'm looking at what prairie view a&m has done so far uh this season i mean again they have a very potent offense. Um, and, and again, I think you got to throw a lot of the numbers out. Like, you know, when, when you're looking at the numbers to this point, I think you got to throw um, a lot of those out. Um, by the way, this game is at Alcorn State, which is an extremely tough place to play, right? Uh, but with that being said, um, I, you know, I look at Dewanya Tucker, and he, he really started out like gangbusters. Didn't have necessarily a great football game this past week. But, I mean, he's a guy that has something to prove because, you know, he was the guy He was the guy in the SWAC last year. Remember what he did in against North Carolina Central in the MEAC SWAC Challenge? I mean, he really got things going to start the season, so everybody thought he was that guy. And then you had Taylor Porter from Arkansas Pine Bluff. You had Deshaun Waller out of uh, from Alcorn State. Those guys were first-team all-conference. They were juniors last year. They come back as first-team preseason all-conference guys. So you know Dewanya De- uh, Tucker has got a chip on his shoulder, and I think through three games he's done a really, really good job. Um, when I look at Prairie View A&M, not a bad job against uh, Houston, who is an FBS opponent. Uh, they were they they had a lead against Nickel State. That's probably a football game, you know, where they made some mistakes. Um, Nickel State is again a a team to be reckoned with in the FCS. They wish they could have had that football game back. Maybe made uh, you know not made as many mistakes down the stretch. So I think Prairie View A and M has played well, especially offensively. Defensively, not so much. That's where they're going to have to tighten up. The Panthers are going to have to tighten up um, on the defensive side of the football. Offensively, I mean, they're a juggernaut, and they and they they scored a lot of points um, on the offensive side of the football last year. That's not their problem right now. The problem is on the defensive side of the football. You look at, you know, McNeese State scores 42 points. Uh, you know, you look at Texas Southern, even though they beat Texas Southern, Texas Southern came out and was able to score some points, although I think Texas Southern has a pretty good offense as well. When I look at Jalen Morton uh, as uh, uh, from the uh, quarterback perspective, five touchdowns, three interceptions on the season, completing 56% of his passes. His passing, his completion percentage was up last year. But again, you're talking about three tough games to start the season. But again, Alcorn State is a good football team. Jalen Morton can still get it done with his legs as well. So I think ultimately with respect to this football game, 
Um, I think I think Prairie View A&M figures it out defensively, tightens up a little bit. I haven't seen the offensive firepower, but again, against Mississippi College, you can't go by that because I mean, you know, you're. I mean, they the defense was really good, and the defense did most of the work in that game against Mississippi College. I, I think the score was at forty-two to seven or whatever. I know Mississippi College only had seven points in that football game, so. You know, you got to, again, throw a lot of the statistics with respect to these two teams out. It's swag play. I go back to who's coming back for each of these teams and what the potential is. Offensively, I think the I think both teams are pretty, pretty special offensively. I mean, if I had to give an edge, it's hard to. I mean, if I had to give an edge, I probably would give an edge to Alcorn State from an offensive line perspective. They got that offensive line that can do a lot more pass protection of Noah Johnson, allow, uh, you know, for the running game, which has flourished to this point, to really come alive. Um, Defensively, clearly Alcorn State, the better team. And, by the way, the game is on the reservation. Like, I don't know and I don't see where Prairie View A&M can go to Alcorn State and pull out this football game. If it was at Prairie View A&M, it'd be a, it definitely in my mind would be a different story. Um, but I think with respect to this game being um, at Alcorn State, where, which is a tough place to play, um, the fan support is absolutely tremendous. I think Alcorn State wins a close football game, not a high scoring game, not a low scoring game, somewhere um, in the 20s and in the lower 20s. But I think Alcorn State ultimately wins this football game. You can hit me up via Twitter. Give me your thoughts on this football game. You can hit me up at, at, at DWare1 if you want to hit me up personally on Twitter at DWare1. Also at Box2Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Give me your thoughts, what you think. But those are my thoughts on the Box2Row National Game of the Week between Alcorn State, who is hosting Prairie View a&M. Tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't keep it a secret. Uh, thank you for downloading this podcast or listening on our website at BoxToRoad.com. Talk with you tomorrow. Uh, rough ride.